Before we get started, there's something I'm really excited to share with you. It's no secret that we think diversifying your income is incredibly important. One way that we do it is by investing in rental properties. We've done a ton of research, interviewed experts, and invested over $100,000 of our own money in income-producing rental properties. I am proud to announce that we're launching Rental Properties for Passive Investors. It's a course on exactly how you can passively invest in rental properties. Like our podcast, it's incredibly actionable and details exactly how we've both purchased and managed our rental properties. It also includes a year of investable, the analysis tool we use to make sure the rental properties we purchase are actually profitable. Finding the deal is half the battle. You need to know your numbers to make a profitable investment. We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Mm. I'm just drinking a chocolate vanilla Autumnus double brown ale with hazelnuts. Wow. And, yeah, so I was sipping it before we started recording. I was just ruminating on how I don't even know if I drink beer anymore. I just tank, ta- uh, drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just taint, taint, taint. I just taste. Would it say, say the name of the beer again. Autonomous. It's autumn with numus at the end. And what's in it? Also, what's in it? Chocolate, vanilla. Was it chocolate? Uh, hazelnut. Uh, it's brown air with hazelnuts. Right, I'm just making fun of your accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Oh, you gotta add that chocolate. Pork chop sandwiches. Yeah, you're. I you know. I kind of feel the same way. I'm drinking a, a a milkshake IPA brewed with black and red currants and oat milk and lactose. Mm. It tastes like a tart smoothie. It tastes like a smoothie. It's not as beer, but it tastes like a smoothie. I, what's going on? I love beer, though. Like beer flavored mm. beer. Oh, same. Yes, like yeah. a good IPA. Or just like a good Kolsch, a good Pilsner. Mm. I had a, what did I have the other night? Oh, it's Stout Month at this bar down the street. And all they have is oh. Stouts on tap. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will always show up for Stout Month. Yeah. Uh, okay. So today's catchphrase came in from Ryan C. Thank you very much, Ryan, for your catchphrase. Uh, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Uh, Okay, so today we're talking about the rule of 55. We've gotten uh, quite a few listeners who have asked us to cover this. So today we wanted to explain exactly what it is and how it works. Mm. And I even want to say, we were kind of like talking about this before, that uh, shockingly, we've been been getting a lot of emails from listeners who are concerned about their parents and how they're going to kind of not retire, or at least in, in their words. And like what to do. And so uh, this is kind of a beginning of touching upon things like that. Yeah, I'm one of those people. 
I didn't send an and email. And your parents in. work, and they've been yeah. employed, and yeah. but they also raised a bunch of boys who are really fancy and required a lot of things. Yeah, and here we are. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, 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 this is this is helpful to to know. Uh, and here's the thing about like all of these rules, and I think I mentioned this uh, just in our general conversation behind the scenes. There's so many rules. <laughs> There's like, yeah. You know, there are so, and just like to kind of go on what you were saying before about like, you know, us kids, we're worried about our parents and Mm. we're worried about ourselves too. Like, what are we going to do? Right. And I'm like, I was just thinking about how the hell are you supposed to know that these things exist? You know what I mean? How are you supposed to? That's the thing. Like you don't. And often a lot of these like edge case crevasses, uh, the super wealthy who have like teams are kind of taking advantage. You know, I have like a, uh, there was a, um, one of my friend's parents is like, you know, having a hard time, you know, with, with medical bills. And it's like, Mm. what do you do? And it it turns out like there's actually help out there. You just have to find it. And I'm like, what do we do before the internet? (laughs) Like how the hell do we find (laughs) this stuff? (laughs) It's crazy. But I guess this is what this podcast is for, right? It's like, we are Mm. going to dig up those, those little, uh, those crevasses, those crevices that you will dig you, in the crevasses. We'll dig in the crevasses and we'll find these these rules. And this is one of them today, and it's the rule of fifty five. So explain uh, to the good folks out there what the rule of fifty five is. So, so this is pretty much uh, masterfully written, not by me, um, but basically the rule of fifty five allows an employee who is laid off, fired, or who has quit a job between the ages of 55 and 59 and a half to pull money out of their 401k or 403b plan without penalty. Hmm. And this applies to workers who leave their job anytime during or after the year of their 55th birthday. So to put it in context quickly, you can start withdrawing from these tax advantage accounts that we're building up at 59 and a half. Right, normal. And this rule... Oh, right. Normally. And this rule opens it up for you to begin at 55, like 55 and like one minute or one day. Now, you know? now, do we even know why this is a thing? Like, do we know why this is even a rule? So um, as you kind of get towards 59 and a half, uh, you may have trouble being employed, mm. uh, you know, maybe underemployed or or you may have been listening to the show and you are done. Yeah, you're you're fired. Four and a half yeah. years early, yeah, right. and you're like, "Why am I wait? I, I have this to work because I can't touch my money." Yeah. And so this is like a fire four and a half years early. You know? Now this only applies to people who leave their jobs during or after their fifty first, fifty fifth birthday, and then obviously up to fifty nine and a half. That's when you can start doing this anyway. And it's only. Mm-hmm. For 401ks and 403b. So this does not uh, apply to IRAs or anything like that. Okay. Right. Now, um, then there's like kind of a few ways to take further advantage. And after the break, we're going to talk about how like you, likely the person Me. listening. who, Yes, you too. Okay. Also, who is not 55, can take advantage of 401k type things. Um, but first of all, you may have multiple 401ks because... Mm-hmm. You know, you were playing the field. You had a lot of different jobs. Yeah. If you still have your money in a 401k, you could roll old 401ks into your current one so that it would be 
it would qualify. For right, because the catch is with all of this is that if you quit your current job and that current job mm-hmm. has a four hundred one k, and you're fifty five years old, you can start uh, withdrawing from that four hundred one k only the one that you quit your job with. Right. Not the ones that you, if you had like three or four 401ks prior with other companies and you did not roll them over, you're not going to be able to withdraw from those early. Correct. Early. Yeah. Now, if you knew you were going to get laid off or whatever, you know, you still had them sure. as a 401k, you could roll it in and take advantage. Um, but you couldn't if they were as their own two separate. And at accounts. this point, I'd say, why not just roll them over? Just consolidate your 401ks, keep them all in one place. You know, that way you're not like, oh, I had a 401k here. I forgot about that one. Yeah. You know? And if you kept it as a separate account um, and you withdrew early, uh, there'd be a penalty, as there is if you were 35 and withdrew from a 10%. A 10, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. That does suck. So, uh, all right. That seems like, again, do, I'm glad we know. I'm not 55, mm. but I'm sure there's people out there that are 55. I do. Do people even know that at 59 and a half you can start withdrawing? You know? I, you know, I kind of feel not. No. Like a lot, a lot of times, like we were doing this research for things, and I am continually Shocked. relearning <laughs> right. these like arbitrary numbers. Why not six? And they could change too, right? And a half. Yeah, they change. And and a lot of times they do yeah. change how much you could put into an IRA, whatever. It's ridiculous. Is there any strategy that we could like what like let's give me a scenario uh of somebody who would take advantage of this? Um yeah, so someone who is retiring early. So the right? fire let's people say, or not. You don't have to be I think fired, I, but you know what I mean. Right. I, I think the fire people could. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a great fire thing, especially you may um have already retired before then. We just have to wait till 55 to access these funds. Right. So a little bit early. Um, all right. Well, that's the rule of 55, right? Um, that is obviously for a very small group of people between the ages of 55 and 59 and a half. So we're not talking about a large group of people. But mm-hmm. there are a ton of awesome 401k rule edge case things to touch this money. If you're not 55. Right. Some of which I have used. Really? Really? Some of which I have not only used, but have gotten flack for and profited from. Well, then we're going to talk about those ways to tap into your 401k and what would be the right reasons to take advantage of these early distributions. But first, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back and let's get into other ways you can tap into your 401k early. Some of which you said you got flack for. And I actually know now, the one you're talking about. And I know specifically <laughs> one person who has given you flack for it. Uh, and I'm, it's so, so okay. I'm, you know, and I, when I heard it, because I, I wasn't on the show at the time when you had talked about it. Mm. Oh, you heard it was that loud that you no, heard it? No, literally a guy, <laughs> his name's mm. Joe, and he has another podcast. And he was like, man, Andrew. A small one, a really small, <laughs> yeah, sad <right>. one. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, he was like, Andrew said this thing about 401ks, about, you know, withdrawing early. He's like, I, said, I think it's super dangerous. And I was like, that doesn't seem like something Andrew would do. And I had, I wasn't mm-hmm. talking to you at the time. And I and then I don't I think I don't think I ever asked you about it. So I guess we'll get into it. But um, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. we talk okay. about that, okay. th- there is a uh, like an IRA trick. Mm. 
So uh, it's called the Section 72T, in parentheses, distribution. And this is not, we're not talking about 401ks right now. We're talking about IRAs. Right. So okay. this is just another, like, another little, like uh, retirement hack for IRAs. Oh, okay, cool. And um, basically what it allows you to do is, under this rule, withdraw from your IRA. Uh, but there are two rules attached to this and rule. And we're talking about no penalties. Okay. Correct. And and so we would never do any type of touching of these accounts with penalty, right? Okay, penalty attached because it would be it would be so punitive. Right. It wouldn't make sense. But it would be che- it would literally be cheaper to take a loan sure. out than sure. to hit one right. of these these fees. So um, you can withdraw from an IRA before the age of fifty nine and a half, which is the age that you can start touching your IRA, if you make scheduled payments that are clearly defined and there's like a bunch of IRS criteria that we won't get into on like how much you would have to be and often it would probably skew towards the higher Mm -hmm. end required withdrawals and you do it consistently for five years. So let's say you're 40, you're like, hey, I'm fire. This could apply if you're like 40, hey, I just need to, you know, or 35 and I just need to bridge you know, the gap in terms of my money till I get another job, whatever, this would apply. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it for five years. So you can't stop early. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get a penalty. Right. Um, and you have to do it uh, consistently at a very specific amount mm-hmm. um, as defined by like this IRS. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this is when you're fi- like, oh, we're talking about the fire community, right? Mm. And they and, you know, they want to retire at 35, 40 years old, which is obviously before, you know, even the fi- rule of 55, it's before, you know, the 59 and a half for 401ks and IRAs and stuff like that. It's even before practical people. Do sure. It. So so do fire people uh, or does the fire community uh, preach not putting money into these tax advantaged accounts because of you know, that early I- withdrawal penalty? That's interesting. I, I, you know, I didn't think of it like that because I actually think they do preach it because it's really efficient. Sure. Um, if I was to guess, I think a lot of the fire people wind up like running really, really lean lifestyles. Sure, sure, um, of course. So, so it's kind of. But I'm, I'm saying that like they need to take that four percent, right? That's the four percent mm-hmm. rule. They want to start withdrawing that at some point, but they can really only withdraw that. Can you withdraw that from your IRAs and four hundred one k's? Not a tax advantage thing. If you have a taxable account, sure. it's a normal, sure, but right. So you can really only do it in, I guess, brokerage accounts. And can you do it with Roths? I mean, yeah, you could do you could do it with Roths under the seventy two T, right? But not just like Willie. Yeah, Nilly. okay. So then, forget Nilly. right, forget Nilly. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> So I'm I'm starting to think about, you know, my parents retiring and it's like, well, they're obviously over the age of 59 and a half. And so they can start withdrawing, but all of their money is kind of like IRA here, 401k there, you know, brokerage account here. And it's like, well, how do you withdraw for literally both of these would bridge the gap for them? What do you mean? Right. Because so if they have IRAs, mm-hmm. they could do the 72 T. And it's like, you know, there's a required minimum. It has to be like, you know, scheduled payments out. So they could do that with the IRA. Well, they wouldn't have they to. Just... They're, 50, they're over 59. Oh, right. okay. All right. So then. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying like we have, all of these have to be like, it would be much easier if all of these accounts were combined into one account so you can take your 4%, you know, to retire on or whatever. But they're all over mm-hmm. the place. So it's kind of, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that the other day. 
We'll get into it. I think it's a whole episode. I think we're going to do an entire episode on like retirement plans. Like, and I mean retirement strategies, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested in like kind of the back end of it. We, there's a lot of like talk on like the accumulation sure. and like, you know, when you are like, when do you roll your 401k into your IRA? Because that right, makes a lot of right. sense. But it, but it makes the most sense when you're making no incomes. You're in the lowest tax bracket. And there's like all these things that like you could do. So many strategies. To get them. Yeah. So it, it's been building. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, do it. it. Um, okay. Now, there is a way to tap into your 401k before you're even 55. Mm-hmm. You've done one of these strategies. I have not done it through this okay, one. Okay, let's talk about next this one. hardship withdrawal. Because mm. I think I tried to apply for this once way back in the day, and I didn't mm. get it. <laughs> so I ended up just taking the penalty because <laughs> I was like, I, it was like a cu- <laughs> there was like a couple of grand in there, and I was like, I don't know how mm. to like. I actually was in a yes. This is when I was in a I was in a spot where I didn't know I didn't know jack shit about money and yeah. early days, early days, humble beginnings. and I had a job, and my boss. You know, it was like I asked for a raise and my boss was, you know, I worked at a very small company and it was just like me and, you know, maybe like 100 employees or something like that. And I talked, you know, I had a direct line to my boss and I said to him, hey, I want a raise. And he was like, I, I'll do you one better. I'll give you a 401k. And I was like, I, I OK, but I asked for a raise. But he's like, no, 401k. He's like, you put money into it and I'll match it. And I was like, great. And I did that. And then for a month and then he was like i'm done with 401k matching and i was like well that's not a raise is it so that went away so i had all i had like i don't know a couple thousand sitting in this 401k i still contributed to it because i'm like well he's not matching it but obviously it's a, you know some kind of account that's still tax, still tax advantaged. advantaged but then i moved jobs and my the new company offered nothing and so i just mm. had this 401k that i couldn't contribute to and it was just like this is when I was broke. If only you've rolled it into an IRA. If only I knew. And then if bought only like I knew, Tesla with it or something. If only I knew the rules and I had all these things and I was really good with money and I was starting but a podcast. Now, you know. now I know. Now I would not do the same thing. But I ended up taking out the money and getting penalized. I think I called and said, is there any way I can take this money out and not be penalized? And they're like, yes. And they laid out these hardship. Wait until you're 55. Yeah, wait until you're 55. <laughs> There's a rule we're going to talk about. Uh, no, but they talked about these hardship withdrawals. So basically, uh, there are six reasons that mm. will allow you to withdraw from a 401k early. Without penalty. Without penalty. And that's unexpected medical expenses, mm. uh, re- a cost relating to the purchase of a principal residence, so your primary residence, right? Where you live, Where you live not, not like your beach house. <laughs> yeah, not your, not your rental property. Yeah, all right. Um, tuition or related educational fees and expenses. So I'm assuming books Mm -hmm. for that matter. Um, Payments necessary to prevent eviction or foreclosure on your residence. So, so far, like really hardship. hardship. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Burial or funeral expenses. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, And and expenses for repair of damage to your home. Mm. And I imagine that is like, you know, Superstorm Sandy or like, you know, the Mississippi River flooding, not I forgot to clean my gutters and they fell <laughs> right. off. I need to withdraw my well, 401k. So to... that's my question. I don't know if we can answer it is like, how wh- how do you prove these things? I think, you know, obviously there's documentation you have to send in. Um, and there's probably, yeah, uh, probably you, you get it. There's a lot of subjectiveness yeah. to it. Like, 
for example, Matt, if you broke one of your fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and you couldn't type or something, oh, God forbid, you know, you could you could claim <laughs> hardship, but then it's debatable. Right. Is it hardship? Well, and you probably have the assets to not need to right. do it, which is why they probably wouldn't. Right. So they're going to take into consideration what you make and they're going to and they're going to take into consideration like you need to send in probably a bill from your doctor. That's like, this is how much it costs to fix my fingies, you know, whatever. Mm. And so, yeah, I think there's it's a tough I, I don't think that's an easy thing to do is to submit for a hardship withdrawal. There's probably a lot of paperwork involved, but if you need it, you need it. I think it. it's one of these things that it, it it's probably going to work if it is so obvious. Yes. Like, like if you don't get it, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. That's probably <laughs> right. when it makes sense. So the other thing, um, this is the one that we talked about before, which is I got, you got some flack on, hmm. you could take out a loan against a 401k. Yes. So you're basically and taking so, a loan out against yourself. Now, I, my question is, is are you only taking a loan out on the earnings or on the money that you also put in? All right. Hold, hold okay. on one second. Right. Sorry. I, I just want to give like a really uh, strong differentiator between the two. Ooh. So the hardship withdrawals, you're, you're taking the money out and you could even do this similar to how I did it. You can use it to purchase a primary residence. But the thing is, once it's out, it's not going back in. Got it. Right? So now the money is out of your 401k, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, and there's a lot of benefits to having this tax advantage money there, yep. not to mention all these rules and you know all the cool things you could do with them. Roll them into IRAs and blah, blah, blah. The 401k loan does not take money out of your 401k. Oh, the money still remains in there. The balance does not change. The 401k is completely yours. You are borrowing against your own money. And as a result, you pay interest back into your 401k account. So essentially, you're paying yourself interest, an interest rate determined by your 401k provider. That sounds awesome. So uh, I, I believe it's awesome. And there's a few like catches. Okay. Um, one, it has to be a 401k that is uh, from an active employer, not a yeah. last active okay. employer. You have to be literally employed. Okay. And the reason being is your wages are garnished and put in as part of the loan. So if you put like, say, a 36 month term, you know, whatever the loan is divided oh. by 36 monthly oh, instead it. of your 401k contribution. Yeah. As like a new contribution, it's like a loan payment back. So it, it feels and acts the same okay. way. So that's how you pay it back is through your che- is through your paycheck. Got right. it. Right. And if you were to say to leave your job, get fired, whatever, I, I think I forget the exact number, but it's either 60 or 90 days you have to pay it back. So even if it was yeah. 90, I would say mm. don't do it if you have any mm. thought that you're leaving because you know, it's everything's well and good, and right. you have to come up with like I don't know twenty thousand. So there's there therein lies the danger, okay. right? Um, and uh, so so the other catch, uh, or I guess maybe two more catches. So one of the other catches is, um, when you are paying yourself interest, so you've take you've borrowed money from your four hundred one k, your four hundred one k does not grow. So if the stock market triples, right. your money does not triple. Mm. So it's kind of like in a stasis, mm, okay. I guess, is a good way to put it. Um, and then the the final catch is uh, you can only borrow up to half of its value. 
So okay. if you have ten thousand dollars in your four hundred one k, you could borrow five. Okay, and you did this. I did do this and successfully. Yeah, it's all so, paid back. Um, I was gainfully employed. I I believe at bar no at iHeartRadio. Okay. I was at iHeartRadio. Um, Laura and I were looking to purchase our first place, mm-hmm. and it turns out like I thought that when you need twenty percent down. You get the last penny in there, put it on the top of the pile, 20% perfect, done. And then I realized that there's closing, closing costs, costs yeah. and lawyer fees, and the bank actually requires you to have a meaningful amount above the 20%, right. all of which I did not have. And mm-hmm. so okay. the 401k loan was essentially allowing me that, to that, be above that the necessary threshold. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And the whole thing is you could pay back the loan quicker if you could, you know, close your loan, be like, ha, Wells Fargo, like eggs on your face right. and just like deposit all back in. Like, cool. Yeah. That right. works, too. Right. Yeah. So once the yeah, once the sale's over, you just right. You just put it back in. No, you can't yeah. do that. So you could you could wait the whole term mm-hmm. to pay back the loan, garnish from your wages. Or if, say, it was money that Wells Fargo or whomever required you to have in your account to show okay. that you have working right. capital, you close the loan, okay. wait mm-hmm. a day, you know, <laughs> right. and put it all back in. But how do you put it back into a 401k if it's in a bank account? So you, you log in online yeah. to your 401k website. Okay. It's your provider's thing. You know, and that's where you would uh, say, like, hey, I want a loan. And you could do it all automatically. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to talk to anybody. And you set um, the term. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a max, and I think I think it was three year max uh, for my provider. Okay. Um, and then you just kind of like get it deposited into your personal account, mm-hmm. and then you could set uh, like just a lump payment. Back. Oh, you can do that. So you don't have you don't yeah. have to per, you don't have to pay yourself back through your paycheck. You can you can do it with cash. Cool. Right. Oh, yes. all right. Okay. That's interesting. And now if you didn't pay it back and yeah. you failed the oh, loan, yeah. you would be hit with a 10% penalty. So Got it. like that's the risk there. And I think Is that the only risk? The whole I mean you you lose your job is a risk. Well, I mean is it I mean like is the risk that you get a 10% penalty and not like you have loan sharks chasing you, <laughs> right? It's like No, right? I mean it's your own, it's your own money. money. Like you you just lose it out of your 401k less 10%. I mean it feels less dangerous than an actual loan. Mm. Right? I would say that it is because the worst I, case I scenario so. is you just ten percent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, you 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 probably that could be a bit. That could be a big chunk of money. I, I think I can get loans for better than ten percent. But that's annually, I'm saying that's least, worst but, case yeah. scenario. Whereas for like sure. a worst and case scenario, to... a bank loan, like you could be getting charged like twenty four percent interest. They got the guys coming out to break your legs, right? That could <laughs> yeah. happen. Wells Fargo does, does that. I, yes. <laughs> uh all right well you can but the yeah. the thing is i think it's a very good tool that you could use yeah, it's to there. kind of just know move it's your wealth yes. around take advantage of opportunities okay. if you're in a secure situation it's interesting i got i got flack from it because it was like well people could do dumb well, shit yeah with it. well all this information and you I, could do dumb shit with right and, and my own my only response was like well then like don't Get a dumb audience for your podcast. <laughs> right. And you should be fine. Be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If, if the people who listen to your podcast are smart. War- warnings. Uh, we've made the warnings. You're, you're I- adult enough to do what you think is right. But, you know. Of course. 
But it, hey, it's out there. We're, we're telling you it exists. Just like we're telling you exactly. about the rule of 55. How would you know? Unless we told you. Mm. So Damn right. is there anything else that we missed or we need to cover before we kind of close this thing out? What's what's the... Um, I would just say, uh, you know, the rollovers that you could yeah. do, an old 401k into a new one, for example, to take advantage of the rule of 55 mm-hmm. or to take advantage of a 401k loan yeah. or to take advantage of hardship is something you could do. Often, rollovers are, you know, you take a 401k, you put it into an IRA mm-hmm. because there's less fees and you can invest in whatever you want. That's cool. Um, but I think you should be mindful, perhaps instead of just like jumping and pulling the trigger on a rollover, uh, might you want to take advantage of something like this? Do it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just being strategic about stuff like that. Cool. Um, well, if you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't you worry about that. You can either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And please tell your friends about us because we want more friends and point them to your favorite mm. episodes and maybe they'll become a subscriber. That'd be great. Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, and this obviously came from that, right? This episode is because yeah. everyone emailed in. Please, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. And of course, all the tools and resources that we normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. All right. Later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 